Hello and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Do Ability. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. So this is episode two. Um, <laughs> if is. you have, haven't heard episode one, you can catch us again on uh, SoundCloud. We're there. Um, you can catch us on... Facebook. Yeah. At Dan and Dara Do Ability. Yeah. And... Twitter. At Dan and Dara Do Ability again. Yeah. And Instagram. Same handle. Same handle. This is Dadadara Doobly. Absolutely. And we have an email account on it. Dadadara Doobly. At gmail.com. So, uh, this week we are going to be talking about, as we promised last week, we are going to be talking about driving. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, from a personal perspective, this is something that has always interested me. Um... Because well, I suppose I, I should I should start off with the fact that I don't drive currently. Yeah, it's probably uh, a good thing. I've seen you in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I drive around in my wheelchair, but uh, disclaimer: I do not have a license. No, uh, he doesn't, and I don't think anyone would give him a license in his current in in his current abilities at reversing, which uh, you know are not existent. I would yeah, say there's no beeping. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I I don't drive at the minute i i currently get a taxi into into college so i think um for me it's it's interesting because it's something that i would like to do in the future at some point from from an independence perspective um and i suppose for you our listeners i think it, it provided us with a good opportunity to to show you to show and tell you, I suppose what what's out there for you from a driving perspective. Whether you whether you've driven before, uh, whether you haven't driven yet, or whether you're getting back into getting back into driving. Yeah, and I know when we started looking at this, I was I, the thought that did cross my mind was why are we not there with sort of self driving technology? You know, why can't Dan just ramp into the back of some sort of a vehicle? <laughs> anyway, we'll yeah. say vehicle here, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and and drive it just like he would his wheelchair with a joystick. Not necessarily um, having to necessarily have a steering wheel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But how far away are we from that technology and that that day? I know there was recently there was a bus yeah. uh, that went down along the keys. It was only a, a testing it was done by Dublin City Council. Yeah, three or four people on it and was able to go up and down the keys and and that was great. I uh, you know why 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 can't Dan do that? Exactly, and I think it's it's gotten to the point where we seem to have some of the technology, but when does it get to a point where it's actually it's it's usable, so to speak? And then again, where can can people get it from, and how do they go about getting it? <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Sorry, just distracted Dan because of the swing run his nose, and it was probably actually you could probably actually hear that. Uh, yeah. So, but no, we a couple of weeks ago we we took some time out and we went down to the RDS, where we went to the Disabled Drivers Motor Show, um, which is on. I think it's every two years. I think. Yeah. Uh. So it was on from the twenty eighth, twenty eighth to the twenty ninth of um September. So it was over the two days. Um, and Dara started off by chatting to the 
marketing manager for the Disabled Drivers Association, Richard Reiter. And he began by asking him, uh, what is the Disabled Drivers Monitor? Okay, we're here this morning at the Disabled Drivers Motor Show in the RDS, and I'm with Richard Ryder. Good morning. So, uh, yeah, as you say, the Disabled Drivers Motor Show and Conference is taking place uh, in the RDS, the 27th and 28th of September. Um, this is the third time this event has taken place. Uh, the first one was 2014, then 2016, and now 2018. We do it every uh, two years. Um, we find that's enough. So, yeah, um, basically what it is, I suppose... Uh, is and if everything you need to know about motoring with limited mobility under one roof for two days. Everything you need to know in terms of every type of vehicle will be here with um, conversions, low floors, hand controls. Um, so all the motor m main motor manufacturers will be here, Ford, Renault, Fiat, Volkswagen, um, exhibiting the latest cars that are on display. Um, so we have, we'll have over 50 vehicles on show. And then we also have um, related companies who would also do the conversions, put the low floors in, do the hand controls. Uh, we have the revenue commissioners here, the Disabled Drivers Association are here, giving information on the various schemes that are available for people with disabilities to drive. Um, some wonderful technology here. I've seen a car there which can pretty much nearly drive on its own. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful piece of kit. Um, the, the, the gentleman that bought it, um, um, as a double amputee and he, he'll be able to drive this car himself uh, using a joystick um, so technology has really come on and enabled people to, uh, to continue to uh, enjoy driving no matter what difficulties they find uh, so yeah um, I'd say the Disabled Drivers Association run the show um, I'm, I work with the Disabled Drivers Association I'm the marketing manager um, we're based in Ballandine in Clare Morris County Mayo um, we are on the go 50 years at this stage. We're a charity. Uh, part of our remit and part of our job is to administer the parking card on behalf of uh, the Department of Transport. Okay, Richard, y uh, you mentioned there that the Disabled Drivers uh, Association is going for 50 years. Um, I, I'm, a I'm a bit surprised, actually. You give us a bit of the history on that. Yeah, um, I suppose back in uh, 50 years ago um, in rural Ireland, um, for people with disabilities, it was a lot different than it is now, and uh, to try and get around uh, wasn't the easiest thing to do. So, Disabled Drivers Association was set up to try and help people um, to, you know, be active in the community and to get out driving. And um, yeah, believe it or not, it's 50. Couldn't believe we had our 50th b birthday there a couple of years ago. Um, set up by local m local people um, for the local community, and um, it's just grown and grown and grown from then. And um, as I said, with I mentioned technology has come on so much now i mean before back in 50 years ago you know guys were doing this in their back garden you know hammering two bits of metal together to try and get some sort of an old hand control together to you know so that someone could drive the car whereas now of course it's all you know iso 9000 and all this kind of stuff everything now has to be stamped and european approved and which is good you know but um it certainly has changed over the years um and for the better you know um like i i don't think there's anybody that, that, that can't drive now if they really really want to you know, and that, that's the most important thing. And that's what we always try and strive is to help people to either st start driving, to continue to driving, or, or to get back driving. Because somebody maybe has had an accident or something and uh, they haven't been driving for a couple of years or whatever and uh, after an illness. And then they might want to go back driving. 
you also mentioned uh, advances in technology. How much further do you think it, it can go? Well, we all have heard about uh, driverless cars, and I suppose that's that's where it's going. So <laughs> we won't need to have any drivers anymore in the future, I suppose. But how long that's away, I don't know. But uh, I mean, even there last week in Dublin, they had the first um, autonomous bus going. I know it was only going up and down in a straight line. But still, look, that's the start. And I think, you know, the Tesla cars now and the, the sugar, look, there's so much money behind this with Google and all these people. And if they want it to happen, it'll happen, you know. And so that, that's where it's going. But for the moment, anyway, we still need a steering wheel and, a, and, a, and an accelerator and a clutch and, and a brake. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Do you feel uh, in dealing with government that there's an appetite for um, driverless cars and, and bringing in legislation that's going to allow that? Absolutely. I mean, there's always, it's like, I suppose, when, when planes first started to fly, you know, there's always going to be, uh, I suppose, trial and error. And government will have to make changes. There will new laws come out. I mean, insurance, just think of it alone. I mean, who's, you know, who's responsible if, if the car crashes uh, and hits somebody or hits a wall or hits another car? Who, like, you know, insurance, I suppose, will have to be kind of looked at. Um, but yeah, that's way, that's out of my, out of my league. So um, we leave it up to the, the powers that be to work on that one. Yeah. Brilliant, Richard. Thanks very much, and, and thanks for having us in here today uh, to see the show. And uh, we're going to go inside now and have a little look around. Very welcome, lads, and thanks a million for coming. That was Richard Ryder, uh, and we're we are actually very, very thankful to Richard for letting us in. Um, yeah. To to wander around and just kind of, you know, talk to the um, suppliers that were there and and the people who are uh, advertising their their wares. Um, so we went and we had a look then through the process um, of how how do people with a disability or a mobility issue, how do they get to the point of getting behind a wheel, really? Mm-hmm. So then we had a chat with... Um, we had a chat with Barry. It is. It was Barry from the Irish Wheelchair Association. From the Irish Wheelchair Association, yeah. Uh, so he talked to us about the, I suppose, the step-by-step process that was, in, like... Um, I started off by asking him what kind of if I wanted to get up tomorrow morning and start driving, what would I, what would I do? Hi, my name is Barry Reid, and I am a driving assessor with the Irish Wheelchair Association. Um, my job entails uh, meeting people who have either been born with a disability or who have acquired a disability and want to learn to drive from scratch or return to driving, as I say, after acquiring a disability. So Barry, from my perspective, if I wanted to wake up tomorrow morning and decided I want to drive, what would the process be for me to kind of go through that and and get to a stage where I could begin to learn to drive? Okay, well, the first thing you'd have to sort out is have you got a license or a learner permit the majority of people that are either mostly born with a disability will have to go through the whole uh, theory test process that is where you would have to go in do a theory test pass it and that then entitles you to a learner permit to start driving and then there's the same process for going through lessons it's the same amount of lessons and, and that kind of the process, whether disabled or able-bodied, is exactly the very same. Um, anyone going through the theory test scenario at this stage and getting their permit has to do what's called 12 EDT lessons, a minimum of 12, before they are entitled to go for their test. 
Okay, and in terms of today, have you had much feedback from from people looking to learn to drive? We, the majority of the people we would see would be people who have acquired a disability, as in somebody who's had a stroke, brain hemorrhage, amputation, ABI, things like that. And they would have driven for 20, 30 years maybe, and now want to get back to driving, whether it be as it was before in their own manual cars, or maybe coming into a car with an adaption of some shape or form. The process for them will be, the more than somebody starting to drive, is they come in and we do an assessment. And the assessment takes part or takes place, depending on where the person lives in the country, we will bring them into the local centres. And there is a process we go through to discover, number one, are they suitable to return to driving or start? or maybe not in some cases. There are occasions, unfortunately, where we bring somebody in and it just isn't possible. Things maybe haven't worked out. Things maybe haven't come back to the way they were. And what does that process involve? Like, is it, do you go through certain steps or? The first step is an application form has to be filled out. Um, We have an application form that we can send to you or you can download straight from the IWA uh, website. The application form has four pages, two pages to be filled out by the client and two to be filled out by the GP. The form is then sent back into us, a file is put together and sent out then to the relevant area where the person is and coming into for the assessment. Once we've got the file, we make contact with the person, we bring them in and the process then starts. There are two methods of, or two types of assessment. The first one being a straightforward in-car where the person will come in and meet the driving instructor assessor and they're brought out in the car to see what the story is. The second one being somebody who maybe has an acquired brain injury and there are cognitive issues and uh, an OT assessment along with an in-car is done at that stage to determine what we do and what the next steps are. Perfect, thank you very much. So then that, w- that was Barry, uh, and, and I think Barry was terribly interesting actually, and uh, you know he's been, he's been at this a while, so he really knows what he's doing. Um, so then to kind of follow the process through, then we like to, to paint the scene. I suppose for people, it was it was a room full of cars. Yeah, yeah, it was a room full of cars, different makes, models, um, as much as you can get under the sun, really, uh, that would fit within the RDS paint hall. Uh, between modifications, um, st- lifts, swivel seats. Um, I think we'll hear about with that. That I suppose if we, if we went the next kind of person we went to was we had a chat with Fred from Ford Motors. Yeah, which I suppose you know if you you've gotten past Barry uh, and the Irish Wheelchair Association and you've been through your assessment, now you got to go get a vehicle. So we had a chat with with, with Fred and Fred. Uh, filled us in on uh, his um, his part of, I suppose, the, the process. Hello, I'm Fred from Fort Motors in Walkinson. Uh, Fred, why are you here today at the Disabled Drivers Motor Show? We're here to showcase uh, the new Ford vehicles and the adaptions that you can do for disabled drivers. So if, if I was to walk going to Fort Motors on Walkinson Road and I had an interest in buying um, a Transit, where... Uh, what, what part of the process would you be involved in? 
we'd mainly show the vehicle and then we'd um, for the adaptions it's specific adaptions to meet different customers needs they're all going to have different adaptions so we would mainly show you the vehicle we would show you the features on the vehicle and then we'd introduce you to our partners Motability Ireland and they'd let you see what adaptions they can do to tailor suit yourselves so is it a standard vehicle that I'm going to buy or would it be more of a stripped out version that they would get no, you'd buy a standard vehicle, and at that stage, they'd strip the vehicle to do your adaptions, like to do a tail lift on the rear of the vehicle or a ramp on the rear of the vehicle, a swivel seat. There's a range of different adaptions you can have, but it'd be a standard vehicle. Now, it'd be a high-spec vehicle, obviously. It depends on the specification that you'd require. Okay, so it's up to the end user then, what, what, what they buy. Colour, I suppose, everything would stay fairly standard then when it's leaving, the, when it's leaving your showroom. Absolutely, they had the full choice colour, um, engines, um, range, specification, the different entry levels, the, the whole way up to the top of the range. Um, do you find the whole Ford um, series of vehicles would be or would be suitable for adaption or, or could be suited to do adaption? Very much so. All of them are, and um, in fairness, Motability Ireland would be probably the best adapter in the country at the moment. Lovely. Thanks very much, Fred. So that was Fred. Um, you know, and, and I suppose Fort Motors, you know, they had some had some pretty cool vehicles there as well. But, I mean, the interesting part for me was, I suppose, it's a standard vehicle you're buying, you know. So there's still the cost of buying an actual entire, in an entire van or car or transit. You're not getting a stripped out thing. So you're not actually getting it any cheaper. Um, I think that was that was something that struck me. Um, I mean, I like cars. I mean, I'm not going to be a car freak or anything like that. But I just thought, I thought it was interesting that, you know, it still has to be taken away. You, you know, it's it's not coming in empty. And mm-hmm. then the next step in the process, um, which we had a little chat then with um, Tanya from OC Cars in uh, the Rotten Towards Swords out in North, North County, Dublin. Um, and Tanya kind of brought us through their process. They're kind of uh, the, the the last stage of it, really. Yeah, what they offer, what they offer um motorist in terms of modifications good now uh here's tanya hi my name is tanya and i'm from oc cars and mobility we're based on the old airport road in santry we do mobility adaptations for both driver and passenger and we also sell wheelchair accessible vehicles both passenger and driver um, today we're at the driver's mobility show and we're going to show a range of mobility adaptations that we have on display and also wheelchair accessible vehicles. So if I take you towards the Toyota Auris, I'll show you what's available in this car. On display today we have a boo hoist. Um, what the boo hoist does, it basically picks up your wheelchair or your mobility scooter and puts it in the boot of the car. Um, the idea obviously behind this is that you're not needing ramps and so on so you're independent that you can bring your mobility scooter or wheelchair with you. If you want to move forward towards the front of the car we'll show you adaptations for driving the vehicle. In the front of the car there you will see a push-pull hand control. Basically what the hand control will do it is if you have issues with your feet and obviously you can't use the pedals the push-pull hand control will basically do the accelerator and the brake um, so you'll have control over the car at all times. On the steering wheel you'll see a spinner there that um, is attached to wheel so that you can obviously have the free ease of turning the wheel at all times. 
Going forward then, we will move towards the Toyota RAV. What we've got in there is a swivel seat. The swivel passenger seat, and you can have a swivel driver seat. Basically, what they do is they will turn a 90 degree angle to give you access to both driver and passenger position. On the driver side, we have a transfer plate. What the transfer plate will do, it'll bridge the gap over the sill. So if somebody is transferring from the wheelchair, they can do the transfer comfortably and safe into the driver or passenger position in the car. Moving forward, we can go towards the Fiat Cubo. The Fiat Cubo is on display today, and what that is, it's called a switch. So that allows the wheelchair user to be either drive from the wheelchair or up front passenger or rear passenger. So there's three different positions available in this car. Or if you have the ability to transfer from the wheelchair, you can do so. You can do so by docking your wheelchair in the front passenger position and transferring onto the driver's seat. Finally, we have the Volkswagen Caddy available, and what the Volkswagen Caddy entails, it has a six-way driver's seat. So again, you will have an electronic tailgate and ramp. You can transfer from your wheelchair onto the driver's seat and obviously drive the car safely and comfortably. So you were talking about quite a wide range of um, adaptations, but would there be an average kind of price range for these adaptations, or does it vary kind of? Um, generally, um, if you're obviously say doing driver's hand controls, they would start at a range of 695 plus the VAT. Anything VATable can be um, refunded, if you like, under the disabled driver's passenger scheme. So there are an array of driver adaptations available, but the starting price, as I say, on a push-pull hand control would be from 695 plus VAT. Okay. And would you have any advice for anybody who is looking to get into driving to start off with you know because it's not um it's not exactly mainstream i suppose the avenues that you go through for disabled driving so would there be any advice in that Certainly, what I would say is obviously come down to ourselves. I'd say we're OC Cars and Mobility on the old airport road in Santry. We will carry out an assessment and we'll give you our advice on what adaptation would suit you to obviously drive the car safely. Perfect. Thank you very much. Super. So that was um, Tanya from OC Cars. Um, I, just from, from a personal point of view, just from a gadgety kind of thing, uh, I just I, I was kind of astonished with, with, with some of the stuff that they could do. Mm-hmm. Hoists and you know getting getting wheelchairs into the back of cars and and um, you know that one they had there where where you know rather drive literally drive straight into the back of the car and into the driver's position and get strapped in mm-hmm. that was it for me from a gadget point of view. <laughs> yeah, and I think with with that example in particular, uh, you you drive the car with a joystick. Um, so I suppose from a from a personal perspective that would be great I think Dara is looking at me and going don't let him anywhere near that no. because <laughs> Clear, clearly not he's a health and safety risk uh, so yeah no it's it's amazing to see um, the advances that are currently taking place and the advances that could take place in the future that, that's really exciting Um and we just thought we'd let you know that these options are out there. Um, and you can contact the Disabled Drivers Association at their at their website, um, disableddrivers.ie, I think. Yeah, I think that, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It. Um, Google it. 
Google it. In modern society, I suppose. Google everything. Um, and then the IWA are at IWA.ie. Okay, and you can contact us. A nice little segue there, Dan. You can contact us again at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Dan and Dara Doability. Uh, you can also get us at Dara and Dara and <laughs> Dan and Dara. Dan and Dara Doability at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Um, so, just a couple of the things that we're going to be looking at um, coming into the future. We're going to be sticking with the transport team. We're going to be looking at. Uh, hopefully the changes that we've seen with Irish Rail and around the Dart. Um, previously it was a 24-hour notice period, um, which is quite extraordinary um, for people with mobility issues, um, for them to give notice to Irish Rail if, if you want to travel. So we're going to have a look at that. We think things have changed there. There might be marginally better, just less time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we said we're going to look at? We're going to look at, we're also going to look at, you were saying earlier on that you were speaking to um, a oh, therapeutic riding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Red Farm Equestrian Centre. We're gonna have a chat with them. They do a lot of good work. Um, with uh people and horses. Um, you know, and I'm gonna leave it at that and keep the suspense. <laughs> you can learn. You can learn along with me. Uh, that w- which would be pretty good. Um, we also had a look at that out my way campaign. Um, yes. So we're gonna have a chat with them. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of. Where you see things in in the path of people, you know, nice sandwich boards advertising your nice little cafe and stuff like that. That's lovely, but, you know, it's very hard to get a wheelchair around it or a guide dog or, you know, um, you and your cane. So we'll be having a look at that. Um, so that's kind of it for this episode, I think, Dan. That's it for now. Um, but we will be back very soon. Um, and we look forward to chatting to you then. Absolutely. This has been Dan and Dara Doability. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Good evening, good night, and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>